So if I get Sheffy to cook a plate of eggs, will you bring them out in your budgie smugglers? Please! Hello. Everyone wants to see Captain McHottie's package. Okay. Harry, Harry, can you please bring your finest pair of budgies to the bridge for Captain? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain, you've been working out! I'm doing one for the time. <laughs> Come on, get it. Adam, are you doing it? Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo, Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Not well, bitch. No kidding. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. The Roni we miss. I know. We can't pretend. We think Roni's boring. I have fun with the group scene, but the individual scenes that go on for 30 minutes in an episode, it's so boring. There's like too many scenes with them and their husbands. No one's a yeah. shining beacon of joy like Joe Gorga mm. or Frank Senior. Well, do we need a friend of? Like, is that what we need? We need something. We need someone to shake things up. Because, like, even when, like, they're fighting, the person that's upset is, like, so upset uh -huh. about nothing. I know. I don't know. I think they're just too nice. I think they're too nice. I think they're trying to really be friends. And it's not entertaining me. And if that makes me a horrible person, so be it. <laughs> so be it. I was just saying to Nathan that Sex in the City, I'm enjoying watching Sex in the City. But as soon as I talk about it, it sounds like I fucking hate the show. Because mm -hmm, Aiden mm -hmm. crying, what a joke. Worse oh, acting so worse acting than Amber Heard at trial. Like, oh. <laughs> so bad. He's like the ugliest crier I've ever seen. Worse than Kim K. Yeah, I've loved And Just Like That. I'm loving just, it. Like, it's a warm hug. So it's just a little bit of fluff. It's pretty to watch. But again, as soon as I start dissecting it with my friends, we're laughing about it and groaning. Of course. Yeah, and that's part of the joy. But the best thing to do is just not talk about it and then you enjoy it. So this is my excuse <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Okay, okay. But before we get into Roni, can I just start with an apology? And I want to apologise to Captain Sandy. <gasps> because what? I don't know if you're watching The Traders AU with Hannah from Below Deck. No. But she is the biggest fucking maroon. No. She is so stupid. What? She has the worst instincts out of everybody. Her judgment is terrible. The traders are lying to her face and people are telling her who the traders are and she's ignoring them and thinking they're traders. You know how like on the US season, Kate from Below Deck, she yeah. came on and she had great instincts and Love I was like, oh, I knew she'd have good instincts. I thought Hannah would too, but Hannah is just such an idiot. It's outrageous to watch how stupid she is. And so now I'm second guessing everything and I'm thinking I'm team Sandy. Okay, my world is upside down. It's Wacky Wednesday. Oh, fuck, it is Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wacky Wednesday. Pigs are flying. What the fuck? Pigs in blankets are flying. Pigs in blankets. Oh, sorry, I just snorted. I laughed so hard. Oh, my God, that was so gross. Her stupidity is so egregious, I'm on Captain Sandy's side retroactively for every argument they've ever had. Wow, Bethany, wow. <gasps> you should watch it. It's so fun. I'm shooketh. I don't know what to say. I'm the speechless. I just had to get that out there. I ragged on Sandy so much and now I feel bad about it. What app slash channel is it on? Channel 10. See, Peasant TV, I don't know. So I've got to watch it on an app because I don't have it on my teeves. 10 play. Yeah, but then I have to watch all those freaking KFC commercials. How many <laughs> KFC commercials can one person sit through? They have like four commercials <laughs> and it's all they play. I know. Anyway, I just had to get that out there off my chest and I feel absolved now. 
Yeah, no, I've been enjoying yep. my non-Bravo TV watching. I'm watching Vera. I love a BBC. I'm obsessed. Oh, okay. Yeah, old lady detective. She's a quirky fucker. I'm obsessed. Love that. I love my BBC. Love that. I don't know why I don't have the whatever the BBC, UK TV, whatever that's called. I can't justify spending oh, yeah. money on another fucking app. There's too many apps out there. Because every one that I watch, my partner doesn't watch and vice versa. Sometimes it's really annoying when people don't do just what you want. <laughs> just like with this Roni episode. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to do something and they're not. And they're not. I do love Christmas. I'm one of those. I'm obsessed. So I was enjoying that they were doing a wreath making. I know, me enjoying an activity. What the fuck? But yeah. it was less about the wreath making and more about Erin being a douche. Say, I was shit to tears by Cy this episode and Erin yes. as well. Same, and both. the problem with them fighting is they're both right and they're both wrong. And so I've not landed anywhere, but just like we all hate Erin for not feeding people. Like, yeah, fair. That's accurate. Yeah. But I think Cy also needs to just like have a protein bar in a purse because she's carrying on. Like when she was making fun of the avocado toast, I was like, that looks fine. The food looked great. Who doesn't want excuse to eat grease for breakfast? So good. Like she comes to a restaurant and is like, oh, where's the oatmeal? And I'm like, sorry, bitch, if you want oatmeal, eat that before you leave the house. And then did you see like the four bits of fruit on her plate? Uh, it's too much. Who are you kidding? Everyone likes fries. Any time of day, fries are welcome on my plate. If I rock mm -hmm. up somewhere to make wreaths and someone's like, I've got fries for you and it's 10.30 in the morning, I'm like, you're speaking my love language. Thank you. Like, yeah. If you are a piggy wiggy, you like fries. Yeah, and I get her being annoyed at the pigs in blankets at the Erin party. Yeah, it's annoying when there's not vegetarian food. But now she's making it a big deal all the time. And I'm like, this is a pattern and you're the problem. There's avocado toast. If that's not a breakfast meal, I don't know what is. Oh, she's shitting me to tears. But then Erin also is a nightmare. So it's not like I can take her side because she's also a douche. I know. If I'm left to fucking like Jessel, I don't know what to tell you. Jessel is the most interesting one at the moment. I agree. And she's the one I'm enjoying watching the most. <laughs> Can you believe? The baby journey, I apologise to people if this is hitting home for you and you think it's great TV. Because I don't like Jessel, I'm ragging on everything she does, including her baby stuff. Yeah. Bryn and Jenna are definitely worth keeping next season. Jessel is a clueless yes. bitch, so maybe you have to keep her. I think we have to keep Jessel. I think I'm starting to like to hate her, not love to hate. But this Erin and Cy, they can fuck off. Yeah, I agree. And... Bryn is also getting annoying when she's leaning too hard into like orgasming at the gym. Like it's it's just becoming a bit too fake and phony. Is she not getting laid? Is this what's happening? Like, you know, with the below decks, how they, they think someone's like the hottest thing ever because it's one of three options for five weeks mm -hmm. straight. <laughs> they are hot people on below deck. I know you have certain opinions about certain stuff. Chiefs Jews, but um, <laughs> I think mostly the below deck casts are very attractive. Oh, they are. Look, that's part of how they get hired. Yeah. They're not hiring an Ugmo. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So this episode was a lot of individual crap. Mm. Uh, we've touched on a bit of it. Like, so Jenna's doing a photo shoot for lashes. Do we care? Clap if you care. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. And this thing of her saying, like, I have, what does she say? She says the reason why she started her lash brand is because she has a genetic disorder. I think it's pronounced incontentia pigmenti. 
or okay. incontentia. I think it's tension. Anyway, it impacts her skin, teeth, and hair, which is why she's got no eyelashes. I get that. But you did not mm-hmm. start an eyelash company because you wanted to make lashes that you would wear. Have you seen how many fucking lash companies there are out there? Trust me, mm-hmm. lashes that you want to wear are out there. You did it to make money. And because you have a million industry contacts, it was an easy in with merch. So mm-hmm. I hate this. This is why I made it. Like, go fuck yourself. You made it to make money. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You can go to fucking Woolies, mate, and find lashes that you could get away with wearing. Like, calm uh-huh. your farm. <laughs> Honestly. And one thing with this scene is, so she invites Sai along. She does share the story about her nickname being Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Taylor and her real name's Judith and that's why she changed it to Jenna. Yeah. A whole big story there, which was like Jenna sharing. And then at the wreath-making party, Sai brings it up and tells everyone without getting permission from Jenna. With so much fucking detail. Jenna did not look happy, but at the same time she's non-confrontational, so she lets it go. I would have been super shitty about that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, when it's already on camera and you're the one that said the story... This is the difference between real life yeah. and being on the teeves. If someone's repeated that story to a group of people and I got the shits, like you've mm-hmm. said it on camera, the whole world's going to know. Yeah, sure. But it just came up so inorganically where she it just did. like brought it up out of nowhere and it's like, why are you bringing it up? Get your own tidbit. For someone who's such an influencer, apart from that one scene at her house with boxes. I'd really like her to throw a party because there better be a huge buffet. I know. If she doesn't do a party, I'll be pissed. If she doesn't do a business, uh-huh. if she doesn't like start a food truck company that just follows her around 24-7... Or a little food cart. (laughs) Mate, she's got to do something. It's true. She really should go get herself checked out. She might have a worm. That's what Erin said. I agree with Erin for once. For once. That confessional look of Erin's with the dark denim on the light denim, I love it. I keep saying, I've got to look into that. I really like it. Okay. Because I've noticed with their confessional looks, a lot of them have the top part of their confessional look. It's like detailing like with either fabric or with the stitching or with trim. It's like detailing on the boob, but it's wonky detailing. Like it makes their boobs look off kilter or extra tiny or notice around the actual boobage area in the confessionals, like size is off, jessels is off, brins actually looks really cute in the pink. But I really like the denim on denim on Erin. So that's probably the only nice Mm -hmm. thing I'm going to say about it this whole episode. So take it while you can. Well, this Erin, so... She does have a chat with Abe and Abe tells her about the divorce comments that Bryn was making. And I think she does do what a housewife should and where she takes it and she runs with it and gets annoyed when I don't really know if she should be that annoyed. Agreed. And so then she comes in hot at the wreath making thing later, but then she leaves. So like a part of me is like, oh, she's going to be a good housewife. And then a part of me is like, no, stay and fight. Well, I think that she got worked up because of her sister. It's her sister's fault. Yes, I think so too. Her sister's the villain. And because her sister's the one that she calls on the phone when she walks out. And she's like, you said this, you said that. It's like, bitch, Uh did you tell her that your mum was also gabbing? Everyone was talking. Everyone else. Because the speeches sucked. And that's the thing, I can't take a side because it was a shit event. It was a shit event. (laughs) Bryn's right when she said it was a fucking boring event. Did I not tell you that Bryn was doing it to entertain herself? With the whole uh-huh. faux yep. flirting. And that's why she said it was a boring event. Yes, the room does not just set a tone. You can't go, here's a room, here's a buffet with some crackers, have fun. 
yes, like Dolores just having people at Paulie's house. Here's some river dancers. Like, 100%. Teresa's waiting there. Like, here's strippers, you know, like there's a girl in a love bubble in the pool. You know, they got they do something at least. Oh, river dance. Do you remember when that first came <laughs> out? No, you don't because you were probably an amoeba at that stage. But, oh, so obsessed with the river dance. I feel like doing it now. Like, I look like I'm having oh, a yeah, Look at you go. <laughs> it's brigadine. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, so Abe tells her about the flirting and she's like, I'm sick to my stomach. Where part of me's like, yeah, fair enough. Part of me's like, calm the fuck down. What do you mean fair enough? It was obviously a joke. If she oh, no. looked like Quasimodo, no one would be saying boo. So it's not fair to penalise her just because she's the most beautiful person in the room. That's not fair. She was funny. But I don't I was entertained. think it's also okay to excuse it just because she's pretty and fun all the time. But excuse what? She was joking. Everyone was laughing. Like it's not yeah, fair. If you don't enjoy someone's sense of humour, then don't laugh. If Abe wasn't laughing, she would have stopped. Abe and Jessel were laughing, so she kept hamming it up. I don't think she did anything wrong. You're allowed to joke and be an adult and know that a joke is a joke. So do you think she was being offensive? I think it was a little inappropriate. I enjoyed it personally, but I do think it was a little inappropriate. And she did say the divorce word like three or five times. And the fact that then she's like, I never said that. It's like, so you are retconning it, what you said. When that's not your intention at all and someone harps on a word that like, okay, so this is my line then she's probably like, I didn't say it because she didn't say it with any thought to say it. It wasn't an intention to specifically get a serious point across. So it makes sense to me that she doesn't remember her exact vernacular. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a boring as fuck party and I'm glad she was stirring things up, but I do see Aaron's perspective. Yeah, see, I don't. <laughs> I don't. If someone's like, I was completely joking and the person who was receiving the joke behaved in a way that they took the joke, if I was Bryn, I would be offended. That someone's trying to make something out of nothing to make me look bad when it's the last thing I would ever want. I don't think Aaron was fair. When Bryn turned around and said, oh, my God, I was joking and he was laughing, I mean, yes, I probably would have said, oh, my God, I was joking. I'm so sorry if he didn't take it that way. And maybe that's all Aaron wanted. But I get why Bryn had her back up. It's like, don't you fucking make me look like a home-wrecking whore on international well, TV just for a fucking storyline. Go fuck yourself. I would have had the shits if I was Bryn. I don't know if Bryn does respect the tradition of marriage. <laughs> like her backstory about every time she's been engaged and she's had to break up with someone because she gets engaged. I'm like, what is your life? So because she's like Margot, she finds it hard to reject people and so she wants to give them their moment and she'll just like break it off gently later. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of wild, all those stories. I don't know if I believe them all. What do you think of this Gideon? Is that his name? Gideon? Love Gideon. But then and I'm a handsome. sucker for an English accent. He's handsome. He's charming. He's rich. How douchey can he be in the background? True. I mean, it's a first impression. True, 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 true. He's Prince Charming. Yeah. And I felt chemistry still. I know they're exes, but I don't know if... Oh, he's into her. He's in love with yeah, her. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the past. Mm. Definitely in love with her when he's okay for her to have him on camera to be mm -hmm. the dejected, rejected ex and then still admits he still has her engagement ring. Yeah. He's into her. If it's just that you're like, you're not the one, then give it up, turn it loose. Like, get a free dinner <laughs> somewhere else. I know. 
Poor um, and so then the only other real big scene before the event is the IVF conversation with Jessel and her mum, which we touched on. You don't have, you, I mean, you do have strong thoughts, but you don't, oh, look, do you want to add anything else? <laughs> part of me is like, okay, again, I know I don't like Jessel, so I don't want to be like, who gives a fuck? But yeah. on one hand, I'm like, if you don't want to tell anyone, it's no one's business. And then the other part of yeah. me is like, are you really going to break it to your mum with cameras there? Like, that's fucking mean. Mm. And it makes me wonder if that was the first time her mum was hearing it, if she didn't prep her before the scene. My mum still cried on camera. Like, I would not call my mum my best friend like she does. I don't think I would yeah. do that to my best friend. Like, she seems to think it's a very serious conversation to have with her mum. Like, why would you do that for the first time on TV? I think that's fucking slack. If I thought that someone was going to tell me something two years later that I would take in a difficult way and they told me on fucking camera, I probably would get mm-hmm. up and walk out. I think a mum's a saint for sitting in that chair and crying for the cameras. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I did sympathise with Jessel because, like, yeah, that is a tough thing and to, like, have to keep that a secret from someone who should be your support network while going through it. Like, that would have been really shitty. Yeah. But, yeah, that is shitty to her mum as well. It's shitty to her mum, but she did kind of say, like, her mum could take it so badly that she's would be worried about her. And I get that. You're going through something. You're like, if I tell you, I'm going to have to spend my energy and time worrying about you and I don't have that to give right now. It's kind mm-hmm. of how I feel that that's what Jessel was doing. I mm. thought initially it was I'm not telling her because – I don't want to be judged or embarrassed or whatever. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you're going through a big thing and you're like, I can't be worried about how other people are going to receive this. I need to save my energy for me. Then I guess that makes sense. I, I Yeah, I was sympathising with it. And then I remember that this conversation's happening because she wants to have a daughter against her husband's will and she's fully set on having a daughter, even though that child may not be a female. <laughs> like the craziness jumps out. Can't you pick? Is that what she's doing? Yeah. If you've got a female, then you just implant that embryo on its own. I don't know how it works. Oh, Google, bitch. Google. But I also find that creepy. That you can pick. Yeah, genetically manipulating like eggs and shit. Like, it's I don't not like genetically like, just... manipulating. You've got, you've got male, you've got yeah. female, and you implant the female. It's just putting such importance on gender just really creeps me out. I don't care. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm with you. I don't think it's important. And that's the thing. I don't think she really cares about her kids. I think she cares about herself. Like, I think she is crazy. I think her mother's right. She can't handle two. Why the fuck does she want a third? (laughs) And, yeah, she says she wants a third because she wants to, like, have a girl to be all girly with, which is why I think she should be a mother of sons. Like, stop putting those expectations on your kid. So if you're not given the opportunity to put that shit on them, then that's better. Right. I I, I agree. So – then we go to the wreath making. I loved the wreaths. I didn't like the energy. What do you mean? Like of the space or just of the people? Of the people. Like I, we finally mm. got an activity that I would actually want to do. I need to find a wreath making class. I love Christmas. I think you'd thrive at a wreath making class. Yes. And would you wear it like a Grinch coat like Bryn did? No. She looks like the fucking Grinch. She did look but like Aaron the Grinch. But Erin acted like the Grinch and so, yeah. So Jenna brings a sack of like her version of Oprah's favorite things as presents, yes. which so Sai seemed to be really freaking annoyed by that because she thinks they're collabs and it's just for the TV. But I'd be also like, Sai, 
this is your job is like getting free products and showing them on TV. So how's this any different? I think Sai's jealous because she doesn't have merch collabs. This is literally, oh, what was the jewellery brand? Was it Monica Vinader? No, it was, it's the other one that all of the influencers do, I can't think. But then they're full collabs. Like it's her name's on everything. And at the end of the day, it's a sack of gifts. Where are your fucking gifts, bitch? Where are your collab gifts? And if you had any collabs, you'd be fucking shouting it from the rooftops. So you're just jealous. Yeah, that's what I got from that. And Jenna's always bringing gifts. Who doesn't love presents? She just wants to complain about things, I think. It's not one present. It's like 12 presents with like pockets with more presents. I mean, I couldn't think of anything better. I love presents. I do think she should have had an assistant to help her carry them into the building. <laughs> that was a bit sad. Yeah, so I could be her assistant and she could learn a thing or two about influencing because Jenna's got that shit wrapped up with a bow. She's just <laughs> jealous. Who complains about yeah. free gifts? I would never. And Bryn says it's weird as well and it's like, what? Like They're rude. Are they ungrateful? And jealous. I think it all stems from jealousy. But did you notice Jessel? Mm. She was like the opposite. She was overcompensating for her wearing a Christmas tree nightie like a few weeks ago. And she was like, oh, it's great. And so she should. And both of them, I think she even said in confessional that that's what she was doing. And Jenna even said in confessional that she noticed that that's what she was doing. Yeah. That was the appropriate response. Yes, you do suck up and make for your misgivings. 100%. Again, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who doesn't like free gifts? The same people who don't like avocado toast. Oh, fucking sooks, You can't reason with these people. They're sooks. Oh, my God. (laughs) A free feed, free wreath-making class with beverages and presents and these fuckers aren't happy? They're never happy then. They're never happy. I'm not happy that Uber wasn't there. I was missing her presence. Me too. And then they put her near the food. And then she's also complaining about the food for fuck's sake. They're a tough crowd, mate. They are. Could you imagine Sonia getting those presents? She'd be stoked. She'd be like, oh, great, I've got everyone's presents for Christmas now. She'd re-gift everything. Exactly. Love her. She would. She so would. Any other thoughts on this thing? So, like, yeah, Erin comes in hot. They argue a little bit. I do like that Sai didn't back down and she was like, yeah, I was fucking starving because your event was shit. Like, as much as I disagree with her, I'm glad with her spunk. And also what spun me out was Erin was like, oh, everyone was calling and saying how great it was. It's like, who's everyone? No, they weren't. Who's everyone? Your, no, your immediate family? They have to say that. And did you also notice at one point she was like, you were talking during the speeches, you would have heard a great speech from my cousin who I'm very close with. And I'm like, no, I don't need to hear a speech from a cousin <laughs> at a vow renewal. Like immediate family only. The cousin's not a selling point, Erin. And she kept saying you were talking during the vows. That wasn't vows. You guys actually still did not say vows. There were no <laughs> vows. There were speeches. So if she thinks that that's what didn't happen at her wedding, then basically what you're trying to tell us is that your first wedding was a good wedding because there were no speeches. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she's a fucking idiot. They're all rotted, aren't they? They are. <laughs> and the best <laughs> part of the episode is that we learn that this is mid-season because we get the mid-season trailer at the end. Again, it looks like there's going to be more fighting, which I love. If there's only six episodes and we're halfway through the season, that means we only have to put up with six more episodes. I'm happy about yes. that. I'm happy about that too. And we talked a bit before we started recording about all the people who were like, this is so good. And like, people are calling them a breath of fresh air, but like they have pissy attitudes. I don't see them as being a breath of fresh. I don't see any breath. I don't see any fresh. 
It's <laughs> any of. <laughs> nothing about this is fresh. What it is is it's light because nothing serious has happened between them. It's new. Yeah. No one's had a fight that they can't get over yet. It's light lunch. Like it's basically the brunch of reality TV because it's new. There's no long-term hate for a long-term reason. But, again, you uh-huh. try writing notes about it to tell people – that something happened in an entertaining way, good luck. How can you make Jenna tries on clothes for four weeks in a row entertaining? I can't. Sorry, I'm out. And I get the irony that I'm complaining about them complaining. Like I'm like, these are all fucking whinges Then I whinge for 20 minutes, but, you know, it is what it is. I get it too. I never said I wasn't a hypocrite, darling. Okay, have you seen the rumours, conjectures, speculation about how because Atlanta was a bit of a flop season, there's potential for it to be rebooted as well? Ooh. And I don't know if that's the right approach. I don't know if it isn't. Hmm. I mean, it was a very boring season, wasn't it? Love Candy, but she's always been pretty voice of reasony. Uh-huh. I love her, but don't know if we have to have her. Who would you keep in Atlanta? I love Kenya. Oh, yeah, Kenya. And Kenya Moore's got to stay. I think Drew has potential just because of, the you know, the scandal around her at the moment. I know, but I've never liked Drew. Oh, I don't like her. But yeah, okay. I enjoyed watching her in confessional chair, like, when all that shit was going down. And so I think there's story there. I'd get rid of Sanya. Oh, Sanya's got to go. Ugh. I'm with Sanya's family. I'm with her whole family. She's a spoiled brat. And uh-huh. I get that that was how her life geared. She acts like the candy. Like she acts like she supports her whole family and they couldn't live without her. And they're all saying, go, we're over ya. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So I just don't know if a, a hard reboot is what I'd want. Sure, fire half the cast, bring new people on, do that. And that's what they do all the time. But, yeah, the hard reboot to me is a hard sell. But it's the same thing with Sex in the City. We can't expect the show to get better because we all watch every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. That's all they got to go on is the fact that, hey, everyone's watching it. You know, we've only got ourselves to blame. True that. True that. Well, do you want to talk about Below Deck Down Under? I mean, when do I not? I think it's been a stellar season. I don't get why they're getting rid of the show with two episodes a week. I'm not complaining that I get double the pleasure, but I don't understand it. It's so fucking good. Well, I think it's just so they can always end each week on a cliffhanger. Like last week was the anchor. This week someone's dying on deck. And I must say, I don't have many notes for the second episode because not much happened. I also was thinking this was boring until the end and I was like, oh, no, this has been a great episode. But for me, it was fine because I got a chance to just watch and not have to stop and tippity-type. Like the first episode, all this shit happens, and then the second episode, Mm -hmm. not much happens. But then the end is like, oh, my God. So I love how I walked it out then. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the guests for both of these charters were not the most interesting guests. No, not at all. And you can get a lot of mileage out of guests that are crazy and demanding and rude. But these ones are just a bit normal. So it was a bit like, oh, yeah, we'll just have to have the crew lift it. I know. I was waiting for those guests, the second episode guests, to get so hammered. But those fuckers Mm -hmm. could hold their liquor. Well, I just think it must take her so long to make all those cocktails they're ordering so they can't be drinking them that quickly. That's true. They'll be sitting on no drink for a while. Making eight different cocktails, that's got to take you half an hour. That was crazy. How do they keep cold, people? I don't know. I'd be making a full shaker worth and sitting the shaker down next to them. Oh, yeah, I'd be cheating for sure. At least they're getting two bevies for the price of one. Do jugs. Is that not five-star service to do a jug? Probs not. Probs not. Okay, so we start the double app with the fallout from the anchor. 
situation. Yeah. And I get that it's a big deal. Mm. When it was happening, I was a bit like, who cares? But Captain was very troubled and that carried over for the rest of the night. Well, he said that someone died once. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, I did think it was dumb that Adam tried to get his hands on that thi- the on the anchor, oh, yeah. the whatever, at, when it was releasing. It's like, get the fuck out of the way, dude. That thing's going to knock you for six. I felt bad for Adam only in that he just had a brain fart. Like, he was well-intentioned, but I do see where Cap's like, you're not experienced enough to run a safe vessel. And, like, that's his line. Exactly. Which is kind of funny seeing as when Adam first came in, he was all trying to be like the safety officer. Safety officer, yeah. So Cap, I think, was pretty much struggling with whether or not to fire Adam throughout that whole charter. Yeah. But then Joel was like kept trying to redirect him towards Culver. And like I get that Culver's being a brat. Why would Captain after that incident fire Culver instead? Like I get that he's being a brat, he's Mm. being lazy, he's being obnoxious. But he let the anchor out while they were away. Like, how do you compete with that? And why is Joel bothering? Because Joel's like, Adam has no experience and he can be trained. And it's not Adam's fault that he wasn't trained properly for mm-hmm. the four or five charters that Joel wasn't there for. So Joel's thing is like, you can train someone on specific skills and tasks, but you can't train someone on attitude and work ethic. So I get where Joel's coming from because he's like, if I had been here day one, this wouldn't be happening by Charter 7. It's not Adam's fault. But if letting out the anchor is a fireable offence, why would you then fire someone else? You can't. And I think Joel understood that. He just hates Culver and Culver hates him, which is so great. Well, he's like... Adam and I get along, it's going to be easy to get him up to speed and he gives a fuck. And you can't train someone to give a fuck about their job. Can't. Well, and Culver, like, I do love him, but the way that he's just so annoyed whenever he gets asked to do his job because he just would rather be eating or drinking <laughs> a protein shake. It's just so ridiculous. This is another one like Sai. Why don't you just have your back pockets filled with protein bars? You obviously eat them with your fucking protein shake I don't even know if he's having protein shakes or if he's just having smoothies. How many smoothies can one person consume and still be that thin? I don't know what's going on with Cole. Well, I think he, because he's so muscly, he needs the protein. He needs the calories in order to sustain that and not lose the muscle. But he's having a lot of shakes. That's carbs, not protein. This is maybe why he's hungry all the time. Well, but it's high calorie and I think uh, he needs high calorie. Right. Well, then keep some food in your back pocket, love. But I just don't understand why he needs the chef to help him make a smoothie <laughs> or like to find where he puts his shaker or his Nutribullet. I think he's lazy. If he can get someone to do something lazy. for him, he will. And I don't get how he's so experienced and no one's picked up on how lazy he is before. Is he really that lazy? If he's never been fired after how many years of working on boats? I'm also confused with that. And he did get warnings last season. So for him to be reverting so soon already, it is a bit like, uh, he feels comfortable and safe. Yeah, because he's got enough experience that he doesn't fuck up. And is Joel right when he says, but he doesn't do anything to fuck up? 
It's so true. Yeah. I did laugh a lot when Joel was on him, getting him to to clean out the tender or whatever, and we cut to his cold dinner and the lower thirds yes. of Culver's cold dinner. I loved so that. Funny. And then the juxtaposition of that with the charter guest frothing over how good, what was it? The It was the ravioli, oh, the what was it? Slim Aaron's 1970s Palm Springs dinner? Yeah, but it was, what What was the ravioli? It was a fancy Oh, that pants ravioli. One. It was a fancy, was fancy pants, pants ingredient. I can't remember. Remember what it was. Was it lobster? Oh, it was truffle. Truffle this, truffle that, truffle everything. That's what it was. And they were like going, oh, my God, this is so good. This is so good. And then we're looking at Culver's like mm-hmm. cold dinner. That I mean, having a nuclear dinner, right? Sad. That's Sad. never fun. Yeah. One of the other little storylines for that first half of the first episode is just the frostiness between Margot and Harry. They sort of take the guests out for a little dive and it's not really frosty. It's just very quiet and awkward. I don't know if the guests would have noticed, but we noticed. We noticed. And then it sort of uh, it doesn't really go anywhere else though, does it? No, because the next episode he gets over it. He just needed one charter to reset himself. Sulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in real life, you take a few days because you're not going to see the person anyway and you reset yourself. Yeah. But on a show like this or on a boat like this, it's... Very obvious that you're not talking to someone. And and it seems like Chef has also gotten over the Culver and Jamie thing as well. Well, because she's getting the attention she wants from Joelle. Isn't she what? They even had a little cuddle. They did have a little cuddle. And I think that Joelle completely thinks like we do that she's absolutely into him, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to cross the line because of her friend. Yep. And I'm like, if I was your friend... I think you've already crossed the line. You're cuddling with him. You're going up to him going, I want attention. You're flirting with him. You're jumping into bed with him and he's the one that has to tell you to stop dry humping his leg. Sorry, you've already crossed the line. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, she's crossed the line, but also, yeah, commit to it now. Like, who cares? If you want to have sex with the guy, you may as well do it because if your friend was ever going to have the shits, she's already got them. Yeah, and I don't know if the friend will or... or Wouldn't she? I don't know. It's hard to, yeah, watching it back perhaps. In the world of Below Deck, I don't think they've done anything wrong. But if your friend likes someone that didn't like them back and thinks that they gaslit you and ghosted you and then all of a sudden they're hooking up with him, you would have the shits. You'd be pissed. You'd be pissed. You'd have the shits. (laughs) I can't see a world where that friend wouldn't be taken aback at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what the true story was, whether it was just yeah. a hookup or whatever, the friend really, really liked him and he didn't really, really like her back. That's what happened. So mm-hmm. she going to have the shits. You may as well fuck him because you've already lost your friend. Wow. And so Culver, he gets offered to go do a med season and he's like, I've got the best stew and it's Jamie. And he asks Jamie to do the med with him. Like, what did you think? think of that is that like super forward um apparently in their world it is because it means that he's expecting that their boatman's is going to continue on for another couple of months Mm. which means that it's going to be a relationship yeah or super fucking awkward we had that before on below deck med remember when the stew and the chef oh yeah they came on the boat with the boatman's and then she wanted to call it off and he was a cunt Uh uh-huh was it med (laughs) I think it was Med. Yeah, we. It was Med with Malia and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, not Malia and Adam. It was the other one. It was the English girl 
member and she actually had a there's boyfriend. So I know there's been so many. She was really softly spoken, Chief Stew, and she had a boyfriend. And so, anyway, don't worry. I'm not explaining it well. It doesn't matter. But of course she's going to say yes. Like, she's never been to Europe before. Of course she's going to the med. And he turns around to Aisha and says in his head, he's thinking of her as a girlfriend. It's not going to go well for you, buddy. God, that happened quick. He should be more worried about potentially getting fired at this point in time. <laughs> like people are talking about him being a shit worker and he's worried about this. Really? He's got another boat to go on to. So all these captains want him. Yeah. Okay, so we do finish that charter off. Then Cap pretty much decides it's time for Adam to go, which is rough on poor Adam. It's rough on everyone. They all love him. Even we love him now. I know. And it's so funny. Like every single time someone gets fired on Below Deck, I'm usually cheering. Me too. Except for Hannah, but that was my mistake and I'm now Team Sandy. (laughs) But it was odd to watch a firing and actually be like, oh, I wish they weren't fired. Yeah. But still understand it. Yeah, agreed. At least he got to, you know, hug people goodbye and stuff and he wasn't walked out in shame. Oh, but wait, we missed the most important part of the final charter day. What was that? Which was Captain in the Budgie Smugglers. <gasps> the Budgies, of course. Thank you so much. Oh, gosh. What Dude, a revelation. I apparently made, I don't even know what noise I made when I saw that. And my partner turned around and went, are you okay? You're making funny noises as I was typing. because I had you sound like Bryn at the gym? I think I might have because he thought there was something wrong. And lucky I wasn't feeling well. I went, yeah, you remember I'm not feeling well. I didn't want to admit. I just saw a hottie in budgie smugglers. Yeah. I mean, they all looked good. But Captain, oh, he looks like a man. He re- okay, stop it. <laughs> You're getting me that is warm a and man. fuzzy again. I know. And when he bent over to flush the gas, oh, my goodness. He didn't even have to bend his knees when he bent over. Did you notice that? Oh, I I, I noticed it. He's a fucking stunner, honestly. Oh, okay. I'm getting all um, red in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Can we just take a minute of silence for that? Okay, that was our moment. (laughs) We can't take a full minute. (sighs) Yes, that was the highlight. I'm literally blushing. I'm speechless. Thank you. Speechless. My back teeth are starting to hurt. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting jaw locked, honestly. Oh, good times. So yeah. funny. I'm definitely, um, um, yeah. So then, okay, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit distracted. I know. Cap gives Aisha the, the disco helmet because she made him wear budgies, and I don't think she. that's just in fun. No, no. one really deserved it. Adam, of course, deserved it, but he got fired. Why give it to Adam? He's getting fired. Like, he, he yeah. wear a helmet and P.S. give it back because we're kicking you off the boat right now. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Do you <laughs> so. reckon Adam knew as soon as the helmet went to Asia that he was getting fired? Uh, yeah, I, it might have been a tip-off. After the whole thing happened, obviously he was morose for the rest of the charter. He knew. Yeah, I think he knew. I think he knew. I mean, he even told his mum. It's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. As soon as Captain found someone else to come on the boat, you were out. What do you think of the new guy, Luca? I love his name. That's my favourite name. He's very pretty. He is very pretty. He's um. I agree with Zarina that he looks like James Franco's brother and they're about the same height. Yeah. And I sort of love that he's banged every other stewardess that we've ever heard of, like Aisha's sister and Margo. Magda. Magda. Oh, Magda. 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 Oh, that was a throwback. Aisha did say that people are drawn to him. So not only is he pretty, but he apparently has a personality to match. And skills. It doesn't matter how tall you are. If you're a charming motherfucker with a face like that, you can bang anyone you want to. And as much as, like, Harry was 
blindsided and upset to see Adam go. As soon as Lucas said, oh, I like budgie smugglers, Harry was creaming his pants. He was so excited. He was so excited. Do you believe that Harry has so many swimming trunks that he's got ones he hasn't worn before? Or did he just say that so that Captain would wear them? That's like wearing someone else's undies. Yeah, he just said that. I wouldn't want to wear anyone else's swimmers, mate. Like, gross. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Harry's carrying around a pair of budgies without breaking them in. He loves them. But at the same time, he's going to be on the TV, so maybe he bought like a 12-pack. And he's worn every single one. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why it wigs me out. Is it it wigging you out or am I a weirdo? No, I'd appreciate if the captain wore my budgies. <laughs> I, and I would not be washing them upon return. Oh, my God, you're so <laughs> correct. I never thought of that. Oh, of course. Of course. Now, okay, question. About all these nights out that they're having and we're not seeing them eat, is this because there aren't enough restaurants that will let them film? Possibly. Because that night out was fucking boring. But they were smashed. Yeah, nothing really happened. We didn't see them have dinner. They're going to one venue that was empty. And I'm like, this is fucking boring. Yeah, and then when the next charter guests come on, it was a bit boring as well. The only thing of note is really that Margot has been promoted to second stew just for this charter. Well, just to service. Get, I, I'd be annoyed if I were Jamie. Yeah, but the, Jamie said, like, I'm the third stew. No, you're just in the laundry. Which sucks. I know that the third stew mostly just does laundry, but how are they supposed to get experience if all they're doing is laundry? True that, true that. Yeah, it probably is Aisha being a good manager to, yeah. you know, give her that experience. Yeah. What a way to learn to make cocktails, having to make play that Wheel of Misfortune. I've never heard of that game. That sounds dangerous. Mixing cocktails, mm-hmm. the hangover is going to be real the next day. They should have just done one round, one cocktail and let it choose which cocktail they have. Everyone gets for that round the same cocktail. I don't know why they had to be eight different ones. Because that's more fun for the guests. Yeah. We're thinking it in terms of what would be nice for the crew, but that's not the guest job. True. Because it's supposed to be seven-star service, which is why I had the shits with Culver, forgetting the shits about having to wipe off that area near the bridge because the guests yeah, are going to sit there. It's like, dude, it's seven-star service. Yeah. But that's why you're getting paid to clean a boat, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. these deckies, apart from docking and getting off the dock, they're cleaners. Yeah. And do you think Captain was a bit too soft on Culver when he does have the talk to him? Like he didn't go hard. But even when he spoke to Adam and fired him, he didn't go hard. He didn't say like, you fucked up. His managerial style is very uh, affirming. Apart from the disco helmet. (laughs) And even that, he makes jokes about it. Like, that's his style. His style isn't to shame and blame, which I appreciate, but not everyone gets it. I don't think Culver got it. No. Because then in confessional, Culver's like, as if I'm going to get fired. Like, he's so comfortable. Maybe he is. How are there any deckies still floating around the Australasia area that haven't been called up to do this show yet? Because we're far and... A lot. In real life, he might have gotten fired, but at the same time, these need to be characters that are entertaining on TV and are willing to be on TV, and Culver makes good TV. So I don't know from a production point of view if they would let Captain fire him unless he was a danger to himself or others. Yeah, a safety issue, yeah. 
I, I do love his hatred for Joel. I think that's just going to be so fun to watch. It is fun to watch, mate. All right. So then, yeah, stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. The guest dinner at the end is when everything just goes to shit so quickly. So one of the guests has a medical emergency. It seems like, I don't know, like a seizure? Obviously, Captain didn't see it. And when Aisha hands him the phone and a nurse is on the phone, so we're already after the initial incident, Captain tells the nurse that a guest has fainted and it's like, dude. It's more serious than that. The guy had foam coming out of his mouth. He didn't faint. Would you think he was allergic to the seared scallop and caviar or something? Either it's an allergic reaction or he had a heart attack. I don't know. Foam came out of his mouth. I don't know. Yeah, it looked intense. Maybe I've got to Google mouth foam situation, but I distinctly remember Aisha saying to the guests what the entree was or what the starter was. Mm -hmm. So... It wouldn't be her fault because she said seared scallop with something, something and caviar. Something, something and caviar, yeah. So it's like that's on you if you can't eat it. Like they were very clear on what it was. But, yeah, it all happened so quick. Like he started foaming and then he's on the ground and they're calling medical emergencies. But he was holding his arm. So I'm like, is that a heart attack? Mm, I don't know. I've never seen someone have a like a bad heart attack before. It would have been so scary. Oh, my God. I thought they were all really calm. Even Aisha. If that was me, I'd be like, oh, my God, Captain, someone's dying. Hurry up. But she was like, Captain, come quick. There's a medical emergency. I'm like, okay, that was pretty fucking calm. Meanwhile, he's on the ground. One of the other guests is like, you know, talking to him, trying to, you know. Trying to keep him awake. Keep him awake and calm and stuff. But then the other guests were just sitting at the table. And I swear, I swear in a wide shot, two of them were still just having a convo. No. (laughs) Like, just, I swear it. No. Okay, everyone, we got to go back. We got to go back. We got to watch it. We got to watch it five times. We got to comment. (laughs) When you post this episode, you know how you do screenshots? I want a screenshot of that and go, are these two guys just having a, a leisurely chat or whatever. I'll see if I can find it. You've got to. That's nuts. They probably were talking about the situation, but, but they were still, just having a chat over dinner. just sitting there. <laughs> you know what? I've got to admit, as scary as it would be, if I hadn't had my caviar bump, I'd be going back for that bump. Well, that's the thing. Caviar? Like, You're like, there's a 100 bucks it- on my plate, mate. I can't just not do it. <laughs> What's the etiquette here? <laughs> you got to eat. I mean, you're quiet. You discreetly go back for your caviar bump, then come back like you hadn't you hadn't gone anywhere and go, how's it going? And then, but before you left the table, you double check to see if that dude had had his caviar because you'd be sloping on that too. Oh, my goodness. They all ate like 100 bucks worth of caviar each. It was a full fucking bump. It wasn't even a teeny tiny bit. I saw her spoon that caviar. That was a delicious amount. Mm-hmm. I'd probably mm-hmm. sneak into the galley when no one was looking and have the rest. <laughs> Well, everyone's distracted. Well, everyone's distracted with, you know, their friend frothing at the mouth. Well, and if this guy has to get on a tender and go to hospital, do you think Culver's going to eat up his meal that wasn't going to get plated, like the next course? No, he'd be like, chefy, chefy. If I was the rest of those guests, I'd be like a full drama queen and go, I need the rest of my meal in bed. Yeah, put it in a to-go bag, please. Oh, no, I want, like, fucking silver service on trays and shit to my <sighs> room. So, okay, so it ends on a TBC. Which is weird because every Below Deck episode kind of starts where it ended. So they're all mm-hmm. TBCs, but anywho. Yeah, that's so true, but it does elevate the drama. It does. Are there any sizzles you want to talk about? So, Rachel, 
We got to we got to do oh, this. That bitch. So Bravo T podcast obviously did a post like you know hey my podcast is out. He, I think he had a little video tidbit about calling her out for telling Bethany that if there was longevity to his relationship with Ariana, she wouldn't have pursued him. And she's like, you know, he always gave me the impression that he was breaking up with her. And I was an idiot is basically what she said. But then this is like obviously the clip from Bethany's podcast. But then Ratchel actually comments on his post. Oh. At first I was like, oh, good for her. And then second I thought, how up yourself are you? Who is Rachel in this world? That you're making comments on other people's... Ep- you're making comments about your comment. Like, okay, that sounds dumb, mm-hmm. but you're commenting on someone talking about you, which makes perfect sense when I say it out loud now. But for some reason in my head, I thought that was just really conceited. What do you think? Yeah, I think she sucks. And I think... We hate her so much that whatever she does, no matter how reasonable, we can take umbrage with. Yeah. Her post was, 100%, you're not wrong. I should have had more self-respect than that and should have respected the relationship that they had. No excuses. However, looking back, I see I had low self-worth and Tom kept telling me he was actively breaking up with her amicably for her mental health, which I can now see was magical thinking. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to read like the whole thing. And But what spun me out was she said, it was my responsibility to remove myself from that situation. Dot, dot, dot. Now I know better. Love heart emoji. What do you mean now you know better? You didn't know better before? No, she's an idiot. (laughs) If I were her, I'd be full blaming Tom Sandoval for everything. If I was her, I'd just fucking... You're not going back on the show, right? She's not going back on the show. That She's admitted that on Bethany's podcast, she said, no way I'm going back to the show. So then fade into the fucking background, bitch. Change your name again. Well, she did say on Bethany's podcast that she's starting her own podcast. Oh, fuck. Who's going to listen to that? Well, she said this. I don't think this is going to be the theme of her podcast forever because how can you sustain it? But, or maybe you can. But she's basically like going to be talking to, quote unquote, the other woman and getting their perspective. Ugh. Yeah. Who wants that? No one wants that. Well, people who are cheaters, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would be wholly uninteresting. I just can't see her having the gravitas to host a podcast on her own. <laughs> like. No. Like with fucking Teresa Judice. Like I'm going to commit to listening to the first episode because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Teresa's for me is a train wreck. I can't listen to her. But as if she doesn't get listeners and sponsors, like who the fuck are you and I to judge? I know. She's going to get listeners and sponsors, baby. So that was the sizzle that I had before. Okay. Like, stuff has happened that I keep forgetting to mention that I'm like, it's just not worth mentioning. Like, Croy's filed for divorce again. Do we care? No. Oh, Beverly Hills, I think, is coming back November 1st. Oh, that's so long away. We have to wait till November? I know. But I'm still excited. Oh, I'm still excited, but I have to wait till Christmas? Yeah. That's a long, long time. I mean, Salt Lake City's coming up and... I have no excitement. No, me neither. I'm kind of still annoyed at them. Why am I angry and annoyed at them? Me too. I think, well, I'm sort of relieved we don't have to deal with a gen anymore. Mm. And I'm still concerned about this Mary. Like as much as sometimes she makes me laugh, but she is also a huge creep. She's a cult leader. And I think people are forgetting that when they're like, yay, Mary's back. And it's like, oh, another problematic person to deal with. I know. Has Ravo not learnt their lesson? 
Yeah, and I just don't know if I can. I still can't stomach the Whitney and Heather bad weather like feud. Me too. I can't stomach that yet, so I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not excited. No, but maybe we'll be like surprised. And that has happened before, where we thought we'd hate it, we loved it, and vice versa. Is Angie K a full time now? I don't know. Do we like Angie K? I don't know if I like her, but at least I can acknowledge she's been through the trenches and she. <laughs> Is worthy of a spot. <laughs> yeah. She deserves like some dessert, right? Got ya. Yeah. Even though Eva's not on Atlanta, she's getting divorced. Can I let Eva come back to Atlanta, please? I love Eva. I miss yeah, Eva. I don't know if I want to talk about really horrible, sad things, but how Gary from Below Deck was accused of assault. Oh. Yeah. I didn't read the whole thing. It's kind of one of those ones where you see the headline and you're like, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So it was a makeup artist. And I'm like, of course they have oof. makeup artists. Yeah. Oof, oof, oof. And then oof, he's oof. claiming that she's lying, which oof. I don't ever want to touch that. Not because yeah. it's not an important thing to talk about. Not that I want to like sweep it under the rug. It's just essay is not it's something. It's hard with us not having seen it. You know what I mean? Like. We don't know. I just find the whole thing triggering, I think, which is why I just want to avoid it. Sorry, people. Sure. Let's avoid it. Drew Sidora and Ty Young are vibing as romance rumours rev up on Atlanta. That's nice. Okay. So Kenya Moore apparently serves Marlo with a subpoena in the Atlanta trailer, (laughs) which I haven't seen the Atlanta trailer. I'm actually behind on Atlanta episodes. It looks good. It looks good. Okay, cool. Oh, you haven't watched the finale? No, I, I haven't watched it. I'm behind. Oh, okay, so it's a snooze fest until the last, like, sort of 10 minutes okay. where Drew's in the confessional chair when things are coming out about her lesbian affair and her divorce and everything. So that was at least a bit, you know, I love behind the scenes. So it was just a bit of that. I mean, I'm I'm behind on OC. I've told you, man, I've been watching Vera. Everybody, go watch Vera. You don't have to go watch Vera. I just love it. It's like comfort TV. Maybe we should just do a podcast, Vera, Vera, effing Vera. We recap Vera. (laughs) Okay, I haven't seen this, but there's a headline. Bloodied Tom Sandoval says he wanted a beating after Raquel affair. So this must be on that show he was on. Oh, brother. Oh, God. He's just pathetic. He's so pathetic. This special forces, world toughest test. I had a fear and I wanted to take a beating. I think the <laughs> next season of VPR will get a lot of viewers. I don't know about the season after that. She's not coming back. How much do we need to talk about Sandoval? Yeah. He, he's had enough airtime. Yeah, okay. He has. That, that's all the sizzles, my well, love. I'm sure there'll be something exciting as soon as we out. get off. You should chuck a sickie and go to bed with your dog and watch Vera. <laughs> yeah. Let's all go watch Vera. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at Effing Bravo if you want to share your like thoughts on Vera. <laughs> Ratings and reviews. If you want to say any nice things about Vera, you can do so. We've had some really nice reviews lately. Just so you guys know, I we read them all because, you know, there's not like a million listeners. So we read them we all. And it. you're also sweet to us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, people, I just turned the recording back on because Nathan has just informed me he has not seen Murder, She Wrote. What the fuck, people? You have not experienced the joy that is Jessica Fletcher? She is my spirit animal. I am obsessed. Uh, I have seen every episode the multiple times. Oh, really? I should have been born a gay man.
instead of you. <laughs> I should have been given that I've drawing. I've got it on DVD. It's on my list. You've got one season on the DVD? You need all the seasons. That's the theme song. It is ah. Oh, okay. It is okay. the joy that is my life. This is why I love serial detective shows. It's all because of the Jessica Fletcher. All right, well, I'll watch that and then I'll watch Vera. Please watch Jessica Fletcher. Get off the pod, call in <sighs> sick to work, jump into bed with some snacks and your dog and watch every single episode and then call me. This is right, your I'm mission for the day. <laughs> How have you not? Oh, what kind of gay are you? Uh, At least you watch the Golden Girls. I give you that. Yes. You've seen all of the Golden Girls, right? Multiple times. Okay, yes. good boy. Good boy. <sighs> Honestly. You need, like, some older gays in your life to teach you the ways. We can't lose these iconic, necessary cultural things. These older gays need to spread the word. Well, you're doing a good job of it. You're my older gay. Honestly, I need to, like, have a hag club or something and, like, (laughs) some's got to give, people. Something has to give. Oh, okay, that's enough rant. Definitely fuck Vera, go and watch the Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> it's very important. Right, I'm on it, I'm on okay. it. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs>